Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Inspire Adventure podcast. I'm your host, Nick, from the YouTube channel NB Adventures. The link will be in the show notes below, so be sure to check it out. Also, before we get into things today, I wanted to give a shout out to my audio editor, Matthew, who puts a lot of time into these episodes for you all, so make sure to go check out his music channel. I will also be sure to put his link in the show notes. Whether you are walking, working out, doing some chores, or better yet, you're outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very passionate episode. And I say passionate because the man we will be speaking with today is very passionate about inspiring a love for the outdoors as well as the sport of fishing. Today we will be chatting with Ethan, who you may know from his YouTube channel called Online Outdoorsman. So without further ado, let's bring him on. Hello. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Just finishing up some work, but I'm excited to uh, chat with you today. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you for joining me. Of course. So why don't you start us off and tell us a bit, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name's Ethan. I am, uh, I live in Michigan, so I guess I'm a Michigander and I love fishing. I guess that's what you mostly need to know about me today. I'm a big outdoorsman, but fishing is my number one. That's awesome. What's your earliest memory of fishing? Yeah, I mean, I have, honestly, I, I discovered fishing and got really into it in high school, but I'd say one of my earlier memories would be a trip that uh, to a local lake. I grew up in Kansas. There was a small little lake in our area, and my uncle, uh, he's a he's a farmer. He's got a farm pond, and he always loved fishing. But he, uh, we decided to go out to that local lake, and he put me on uh, put me on with a hula popper. So that's a um, like a topwater popper lure. It's a classic. He tied one of those on, and I was popping it around in the shallows. I caught maybe like a two pound bass. And I remember that being super, like, just exciting to me. And I remember that kind of lit the fire a little bit for me. You know, a couple of years later, I really, really got into it when I was in high school and able to drive. So what is Topwater and that lure you were describing to us? Yeah, so Topwater, essentially, you know, when it comes to fishing, there's uh, a few different ways you can catch fish. You can obviously use live bait. Um, you know, like a worm, minnow, whatever, or you can use artificial lures. So when it comes to artificial lures, you can fish the bottom. So think about maybe like a artificial soft plastic worm, and you might put a weight on there and a hook and you, you know, drag it along the bottom and fish will, you know, go crazy for that. Or you can use something that swims through the middle of the water column. So maybe um, like a spinner bait. So it's got um, spinners that actually move on it. It imitates a bait fish. And bass, a lot of times, pike, they like to eat those. But then you've got topwater, which is essentially, it's just the name gives it away. It's a type of lure that actually works its way across the surface of the water column. And so they can make for super, super fun uh, fishing trips when you're getting on them in topwater because you're basically going to be working something across the surface. And then all of a sudden, a fish is literally going to jump out of the water and destroy it. So a hula popper in this example was, you know, it's it's this old school lure. It's been around forever. It feels like, and it's basically a popping lure. So you twitch your rod tip and it creates a big, like blub, like a, a big deep pop and it makes some noise and it scatters some water. And it looks like essentially, you know, maybe a, a frog. It might look like an injured bait fish. That's kind of floating up on the surface and twitching around. It might look like an insect of some type, but ultimately the bass love it. So, Classic lure feels like something I always got to have at least one of those in my tackle box just because of the memory. 
anyways, that was a long answer, but hopefully that explains what a topwater is. Yeah, that's really cool. I have never personally caught a fish on a topwater lure, but that is definitely a goal of mine for this year. Well, I highly encourage you to rig one up and get out there and fish it hard this summer. Now, they're great in the, the morning. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, fish it in the morning, fish it in the evening. I'm sure a pike or a bass will smash it. Oh, yeah. So what's your favorite type of fishing to do? If you would ask me that question a couple of years ago, I would have, hands down, I would have said bass fishing. And, um, you know, I, I used to competitively fish, so I fished in tournaments when I went to college. I, I attended Kansas State University, and I actually was fortunate to tournament fish for our bass club. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a bass fisherman at heart, but over the last several years, I've discovered just a love for ultralight fishing. And what ultralight fishing is, is basically using an ultralight power rod, which is really light action and you use light line and light lures. And I kind of just like fishing for whatever bites, you know, whether it's bluegill, crappie, rock bass, you know, trout, creek chubs, (laughs) literally anything. Um, so that's kind of my style these days. Yeah, that's really neat. So why do you fish? Like, is there a specific reason or is just exciting to you or fun hobby, something to get outdoors? Why do you fish? That's a, you know, that's obviously a, a great question because it's something that I guess fishermen probably don't think about a lot, but I have thought about it quite a bit. And I think the ultimate draw for me with fishing is it's a challenge. And every time on the water, you learn something new. But at the same time, the underlying reason that I really love it is just being outside and getting fresh air. And the other thing is like with that challenge, because you're constantly trying to figure out what the fish are doing and trying to figure out how to catch them. um, It just like totally occupies your brain. And so when you're busy at work all week or you're stressed about something and you're, you know, whatever is going on in your life, fishing is an escape. You go out there, you try to figure out the fish. And your mind is just totally occupied with the goal of catching fish. And you just kind of forget about everything else, all the problems, all that stuff. And I don't know, I guess that since I started doing, you know, since I started fishing, I just became addicted to it. I literally, I love it so much. And I'm just always at my happiest when I'm out there on the water. So that's why I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Are there any other activities that you enjoy doing outdoors? I mean, I, I love being outside in general. I like taking my dog for a walk. I like going for walks with my wife. Uh, you know, anytime I get a chance here in Michigan, we're blessed to, um, you know, have such beautiful, you know, outdoors experiences. So, um, I'm on the West side of the state and we've got Lake Michigan, so we can drive West to here a little bit and, uh, spend the day at the beach, which to me, it's like, you know, beaches are great. Um, but I'm not like, I'm always kind of like low key scared that a shark will bite my leg off. I know that's something stupid to be scared of because they're very, <laughs> it's very rare, but Lake Michigan, man, it's fresh water. There's no sharks in there. So I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where I'm at up here in Ontario, um, I have the, one of the great lakes, Lake Superior near me. So I know what you mean. You know, it's dark water. I do get kind of scared sometimes thinking that there's going to be sharks in there, but I mean, it's all in your head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely like a sense of uneasiness being in just a big, deep body of water in general. Like, even though nothing, you know, all the species that are in there, it's just like, you always feel like what's down there. <laughs> it's the world record catfish down there. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, it's always a mystery. My sister likes, uh, she likes scuba diving. 
and that's something I don't think I could ever do. I don't know. I just that'd be kind of spooky for me. I'd prefer to be on the top of the water, not the uh, bottom. <laughs> yeah, scuba diving actually seems really interesting to me. I do a lot of like snorkeling and free diving, so maybe that's something I want to check out in the future. Right on. Might have to do it. Yeah. So recently you started a fishing company called Mule Fishing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Mule Fishing, one, it's named Mule. And a lot of people probably don't understand that. But the reason I named it Mule is actually quite simple. Uh, First, it's because my grandpa uh, back home in Kansas, he absolutely loves mules. Uh, He always growing up, he lived on a farm. He had horses, he had mules. And that was something that was important to him. And when I was trying to think of a name, it felt like such a great name opportunity. One, it's, it's short. And two, the main goal of this company is really just to provide uh, fishing supplies that really work hard for the angler. And one of the mule, you know, a thing about a mule is they're really known for how hardworking they are. It's a very hardworking animal. And so that's really the goal with the company is just to provide hardworking gear for anglers. I feel like with fishing, there's so much confusion around what the heck to get when you're just entering uh, the sport, you know, you can go to a Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, whatever store, and it's intimidating. You can walk through a thousand aisles and see a million lures and you just don't know where to start. Well, my goal with Mule is really just to provide an easy experience to catch lots of fish. And so I started with these little jig heads um, designed with small hooks and a unique head design that allows anglers an easy way to catch fish and catch lots of fish at that. Um, and at the same time, it's, I think it's just, I don't know, I guess it just reduces headaches uh, just with all the endless options out there. And then I recently followed that up with some new plastics and the plastics are different because they're a really high durability and stretchy material, unlike a lot of plastics and they're really small. And so what that does is it allows, you know, people that like to catch bluegill and crappie and other panfish it gives them an option to catch lots of fish on one setup without having to constantly switch out baits. So that's really the motivation behind it. Who knows where it'll go. So speaking of making things easier and there's so much gear that you have to pick out, uh, what do you need to go fishing? Like just to get started? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, it's an intimidating question just because of how much exists. And I'm not going to sit here and try to sell people mule jigs or my donkey tails or anything like that. I would say the simple answer is you need a rod and a reel, you need line, and you need some type of hook or some type of artificial lure. So the most in its most basic form, I would go to your local store or online and get a six, six foot, maybe a six and a half foot medium power rod, spinning rod. And I would get maybe a size 2000 or 2500 spinning reel. I'd spool it up with maybe eight pound monofilament. And I would just get a couple um, various jig heads and some small plastics, um, stuff in the two and a half to four inch range. Um, And then I would get some basic hooks, weights, and bobbers. And uh, then you could basically be set up to fish with both artificials and live bait and i think between all that gear you probably could get all of that for less than a hundred dollars which i think is a pretty low you know barrier to entry you you look at a lot of other hobbies like golf or 
or a lot of other outdoor hobbies. And it's like, you usually have to spend quite a lot of money. Fishing's one where it's pretty nice that you don't have to go overboard. And then as far as, you know, where to start, as far as how to actually go out and catch fish, um, you know, I guess we haven't even talked about it. Uh, why you're even interviewing me, you know, I'm not anyone special. I have a, a YouTube channel, which I believe is how you found me. Um, but I would say YouTube is a great resource. Google is a great resource. And I would just try to look up beginner fishing techniques. And I've got some on my channel, but you know, there's a lot of other good ones out there as well. And I think what's nice is in, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, you can figure out how to tie the knots and how to work the baits or how to set up the rigs and you'll be on fish. So speaking of your YouTube channel and checking out YouTube for beginner fishing tips, that's actually how I found your channel. I started watching your videos on the Ned rig. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So actually a Ned rig, I'm glad that's how you found my channel because that's like, uh, that's a type of rig that I, I'm basically addicted to <laughs> it's um it's a very simple way of catching uh, mostly bass but i would say it's good for multi-species and what a net rig is is it's basically a light jig head so a 1 ounce jig or so um you know mule fishing i i happen to offer uh 1 and 3 which are both great for the net rig and then it's a two and a half to three and a half inch plastic so you know, most people associate a net rig with a small stick bait, you know, something really simple looking, uh, but really any small finesse plastic in that three inch range would be considered a net rig. All you do is you rig up the plastic on the jig head and you cast it out there and you can drift it around and twitch it around cover and just let that bait do a lot of the work for you. And it catches a lot of fish. Um, obviously, I just simplified it. A, a lot. I would say if you're actually interested in, you know, bass fishing, um, with light gear, I would definitely recommend going to my YouTube channel and looking up Ned rig. I've got so many videos on it and I think you could spend 10 to 20 minutes, learn the rig through and through, and you will catch fish on it because it catches fish pretty much everywhere I've gone. Uh, it's a very simple rig, but it's highly effective. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I will definitely put your YouTube channel um, in the show notes, so everybody can go check it out, learn a little bit more, basis of fishing, the Ned Rake, all that good stuff. Right on. I appreciate it. Well, of course. So what are your goals for this year? You know, my goals, I guess, uh, it really depends on what aspect of my life you're talking about. Um, you know, with regards to YouTube and all that, I just want to continue to provide value to the people that, that watch my videos. Obviously, I'd love to continue to grow and everything like that, but at the end of the day, I, I do really appreciate the people that are, are there already. And I just want to continue to help serve them and help bring them information so that they can enjoy their experiences outside even more. Um, my goal really is to inspire a love for the outdoors. That's my long-term goal. I want to, you know, create a love for the outdoors. And I figure if I can help people, you know, catch fish, they're probably going to like fishing more and they're probably going to value their time spent outdoors more. And so that's my long-term goal. Um, and then as, as far as other things go, I just want to be a good, good husband to my wife. And I want to continue to provide as much as I can to make our life, um, you know, as easy as possible and as comfortable as possible. Um, so yeah, those are kind of some of my goals, man. I'm just kind of going with the flow a little bit though. 
<laughs> nice. I like it. So with your company, Mule Fishing, I believe you tried to see how many species you can catch with a mule jig this year, or was that just last year as well? Yeah, it's just this year. Um, I've always thought about the idea. So as I was mentioning earlier, when I kind of explained the the company and kind of what I do is, you know, these jig heads were really designed for multi-species fishing. And what I mean by that is catching numerous types of fish, whether you're in Texas or Michigan or Canada or anywhere in between. <laughs> Honestly, I've sold them to like Australia. It's, you know, this is kind of random. There's some random places that people have bought mule jigs. Which yeah, is really I saw cool. that. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, the, some of the fish catches I've seen are really cool. But anyways, um, my goal this year is really just to catch as many species as possible using a mule jig. And so far I'm up to eight. Um, here, I'll, I'll try to list them as fast as physically possible. Uh, black crappie, largemouth bass, pumpkin seed, bluegill, yellow perch, northern pike, brown trout, creek chub. That was not in the right order, but those are the eight species I've caught. Um, my plan is to hopefully catch 20 plus. Um, 30, I think, is technically possible for me, but that could be a real stretch. I'm going to have to really get out there and fish a lot. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's we'll crazy. Just kind of a fun little thing to do, you know, track and see how many species I can catch. Oh, of course. Do you have any sort of trips or exciting things planned this year? Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily have any big trips planned, but, you know, I, I like to fish. I'm a full-time job. Um, I'm in sales, so I, I try to fish pretty close. Um, I don't get a lot of chances to drive really far or fly anywhere necessarily for fishing, but if there's places within 30 minutes or an hour of me, that tends to be what I do. So as far as what I'm excited for, I would say... I'm going to do a lot of river fishing. Um, something's cool. You know, one thing about the the river that I find uh, super cool is the fact that it's ever changing, um, you know, based on the weather and, you know, all these different factors, season, that sort of thing. The fishing in the river just is never the same. And so I'm excited to explore the river more, especially with smallmouth bass. Smallmouth bass is one of the best game fish that freshwater, freshwater fishermen have, um, so I'm probably going to do a lot of smallmouth bass fishing in the river this spring and summer. Other than that, I'm, I'm really excited to try to catch some nice panfish this year too. You know, crappie is a species that I've caught a lot of in my life, but I've never really learned a lot about them. I've never really felt like I could dial them in and consistently catch them throughout the year. So I'd like to learn more about them as well as big jumbo bluegill. So there's a lot of things I want to do. Obviously, I'm open to pretty much any species that bites, but I guess those would be a couple of the ones I'm most excited about. Yeah, that's awesome. So what time of year is your favorite time to fish? Like, and specific Ooh, species, question. I guess. I know it's a tough question. That's a question, great question. But... No, it's, it's not tough. It's just that you, depending on when you ask me, I'll probably give you a different answer every single time. <laughs> You'll be like, you ask me this in like two months, I'll be like, oh man, I like fall. You know, and then you ask me it in winter or I'll say spring, whatever. I do think genuinely I am, I like like the early spring the best. And the main reason is because we've got that warming trend and it's getting warmer and warmer. It's getting nicer and nicer. And for the last three or four months, it's been cold. You know, in Michigan, it starts to get pretty cold in November and it stays pretty cold through, you know, March or late February. And then, you know, April, May comes around, it starts to be pretty darn nice. Well, because that weather 
gets so nice and that water starts to warm up, the fish start to get extremely active. And so all of a sudden I can get outside more than I had been for the last couple of months. And the fish are also, you know, hungry and ready to eat. So I think it's my favorite time of year to fish. Um, as far as, um, as far as just getting out there and catching fish goes, but I would say as far as catching big fish goes, it seems like I tend to catch big fish in the fall as well as early spring and fall are the best times for me to catch big fish. I don't know which one I can pick between the two as far as which one is better for me, but who knows? Maybe this year will be, maybe this year I'll catch my biggest fish in the summer. You just never know. <laughs> exactly. It's always a mystery. Every time you go out there, you never know what's going to happen. You could get skunked or you can get your new BB. PB. That's right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll catch some PBs this year. I mean, whether it's a daggum bluegill or a big old bass, I don't care. I just, I'd like to catch a couple nice fish this year. We'll see. I'm okay with small fish too. And that is a great mentality to have, especially when you're in a sport like fishing. Oh yeah, no. If you uh, if you spend any time watching my videos, uh, you will notice that small fish tend to be my signature special. But I'll catch a big one from time. <laughs> so, how do you feel when you're out on the water? Happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as simple as it gets. <laughs> um. So, obviously, it's in your name that you're an outdoorsman. Online Outdoorsman is your YouTube channel. So what do you like the most about being outdoors? Yeah, I mean, I think with being outside in general, I just, I think it's just a good refresh. I think it's a good, you know, click the reset button kind of deal. You know, so many, for so many of us, not, not everyone, but a lot of us, you know, our day jobs are spent mostly inside and probably spent staring at a computer screen. And I have no problem with staring at computer screens. You know, I make YouTube videos. I want people to engage, um, on technology and everything like that. But I think that you got to find a balance. And so for me, it's like, I can work all day, look at a computer. And once I'm done with work, I can hit that reset button, go outside, enjoy my time outside. And I find that I just, I'm just happier when I come back and I'm more motivated to get my work done when I, you know, get up in the morning the next day. All right. Before we end it off here today, uh, why don't you say something to inspire others to get out and go on their own adventures? Yeah. You know, you could probably, this is another one of those where you can tell me this one and I'll probably have a different answer for you every time. But, you know, our, our world is just as hectic as ever. It's just as, you know, busy as ever. Live, our lives just continue to get busier and busier. We're staring at computer screens. We're staring at our cell phones. We're, we're doing so many things and we're just constantly, you know, our attention is on something else. Take a second turn off the phone, go outside and just enjoy just the beauty of nature and whether you're fishing, hiking, it doesn't matter. And I can guarantee you, you're going to feel refreshment. You're going to feel, you know, a sense of happiness that you can't get from your, your work or quite frankly, like, I don't mean this in a bad way. You can't get from your family or your friends. It's just a different type of happiness. And I would highly encourage everyone to spend some more time outside. Well, of course. I mean, I think you just, you really find yourself out there, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually too. You're just alone in the elements and the fresh air. It's just, it's an incredible feeling. Darn right, man. I think I might go outside right after this call. I was planning to as well. <laughs> All right. On that note, Mr. Ethan, online outdoorsman, 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, man. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. See you on the next one, everybody.